the ideas, the leaders, the lives that are shaping Denmark and the world. From Blocks Hub in Copenhagen, Denmark, this is Global Denmark. According to the United Nations, up to 70% of the world's population is expected to live in cities by 2050. This creates major challenges and calls for new innovative and digital solutions that can push construction and urban development in a more efficient and sustainable direction. This is done through Urban Tech, an innovation program for the world's most promising and innovative technology startups. Three Danish corporates, Kovi, VKR Holding Velux, and Evi, are behind the initiative, with support from the philanthropic organizations Realdania and the Danish Industry Foundation. Now, our most loyal listeners will remember our earlier interviews with key players in this program, and today, we're back with a fresh espresso, one in a new season of three episodes. First up, a check-in with the partners, where we ask, what is the future of cities, and how do you want to contribute to building that future? What do you see as the key to the future of cities? That's a huge question. Livability, obviously, is, is a key to it. And seen from an EV angle, livability is about a good climate, creating ways to be with each other that doesn't disturb our globe too much. I mean, key word here is sustainability. We want to promote sustainable cities, livable cities, where people, there are room for activities and healthy uh, environment when it comes to air pollution. It's very uh, data-driven. And I mean, all the solutions will be based on automatic control, you can say, from data input intelligent infrastructure, electrical vehicles, and so on. We believe a lot in partnerships. When we see the technological developments and incentives that are out there for many, many different stakeholders to really lift the world in a, yeah. in a sustainable way, we have a platform that right now that is almost every corporate and public institutions are working towards 2030. There's a lot of good energy around it yeah. right now, and I think there's a great willingness to partnerships, and then technology will follow. It's very important for us when we stimulate technology innovation in relation to cities, that we do it still focusing on the people who live in the cities, not just incorporating as much tech as possible, but it's using this tech to empower people, to make life more easy for people. In 2050, the technology development will totally change our ways of coming around and working. A more livable city, a more green city, a city with smart solution that then makes it easier for us to both when it comes to transport and live and enjoy the possibilities in in Copenhagen in general. Now that we've warmed up with a quick round of answers, let's take a deep dive into conversation with each of the interviewees. We'll start with Lars Bondrop-Bjørn of EVI. Well, EVI is an organization that works with electricity supply, with water supply, district heating and, and fiber cabling. I'm CEO there and I've been there for two and a half years now. The future is radically changing because people are getting more and more into self-servicing their electricity needs by having solar panels, small windmills. Suddenly the grid is turning around to being a backup grid to the electricity supply people do themselves and that's a radical change in our business. Then if we're looking at these startups from around the world, are you looking at, okay, what kind of innovative ideas are they bringing to the table that could 
help that transformation away from the grid to the future. Yeah, exactly. It creates a whole lot of new needs. We're really looking into who's understood this, which technologies are becoming available, how can we apply those to, to our business. And at the same time, this consciousness that exists among consumers about environmental issues also creates some uh, potential on the commercial side of our business to develop new products, to find new ways of talking to our customers. And are there any particular technologies that will be really advantageous for helping you on that journey? Well, there's a number. The whole digitalization uh, creates a potential that's huge. And then we see some of these clashes between, uh, for example, air quality and energy that's coming more and more into play. Right. And where it's been sort of two separate businesses, but now it's getting more and more integrated. Now, it's obviously a bold statement that you as the CEO are anchoring this from the very top of the organization. How do you plan on working with the startup or startups that you choose during this program? Well, first of all, I'm not here alone. I've brought a team, so uh, it's very important to get the startups well integrated. Our nature is to be very curious, so I'm fortunate enough to have a bunch of curious employees, and my problem is more to hold them back. (laughs) (laughs) Less curiosity, guys. Yeah. Yeah. When you're bringing in global startups, how do you explain Denmark and the way that Danish corporate life is so you can uh, kind of accelerate that integration process? First of all, Denmark is a rather small country. We have a fairly flat hierarchy. Foreigners get a bit surprised how easy the talk is across the hierarchy and how relaxed it is. Another thing is that Danes have a very high acceptance of uncertainty, which is uncomfortable to a lot of foreigners. I've lived in Japan myself. Okay. Yep. very high need of control and which also means they are more efficient when they execute and we're more in a uh, curious investigative route i think yeah that ability to not be avoidant of uncertainty really positions denmark well in terms of the future of leadership the future of work let's now hear from senior director of mergers and acquisitions at kobe Søren Fries. We are all in all 7,000 employees, have offices in the UK, US, and project offices around the globe. Everybody knows Kobe, I think, so that's uh, yeah. your reputation speaks for itself. Yeah. What's your alignment then with Urban Tech? Kobe's mission here is uh, creating coherence in tomorrow's sustainable societies. So that is uh, actually our mission in, in life, so to speak. In that respect, Urban Tech really just speaks into our strategy, our DNA. We are here to make sure that we, the green transition, and all the sustainability uh, agenda that we are in the forefront and what we are driving that agenda as well. So what's the ideal outcome for you guys this year? Obviously, you were part of it in the inaugural year. Last year, we had two pilots with one of them. We are collaborating still and have solutions with them. Okay. So this year, we hope that we can have two, maybe three pilots with startup that we can use in our business. This year, we really focus on data-driven and data analytics. We hope that we can have some pilots that can build some applications that we can you know, show to customers and so on. For our audience that's not in the data game, why is that crucial for the future? We want to make data-driven advisory and to improve that. It's more and more a requirement for our customers that we can prove basically why we are suggesting different solutions. Has there been anything that you've seen that surprised you or you thought right away, okay, those are some actionable points that maybe we could work with? I wouldn't say surprise. Some of the solutions we have seen when I just screened it in the beginning, I thought, well, 
how can that be of, of any use to us? But then, I mean, we're a team of five in our selection committee here. And when we meet them and talk to them, suddenly we can see some interesting possibilities that I couldn't see by myself. But when we are discussing in the team, we can certainly see some options here. When we're talking about a startup and a major corporation like Covey, yes. what are some keys to that integration process? The key word is openness. Openness, when it comes to us as a corporate, corporate is very often standardized in order to work. Yeah. <laughs> and there we need to be uh, more agile maybe and more flexible. On the other hand, the startup needs to embrace that we are corporate and things move a little slower than they are used to. So we can learn from each other very much, but we also need to accept that the reality, the world that each of us are, are working in here. We're now going to hop into our conversation with Erdale Amendovsky about VKR Velux's collaboration with Urban Tech. Urban Tech is touching upon the areas where we exactly want to uh, develop our products and our direction. What kind of areas are of particular interest? Working with uh, companies who did sensors and data and, and some of the stuff that we are not world champions in yet. And again, this year, it's the software platforms. And I think Lars Peter Serbi from Kovi always says it's the digital frontrunners that will lead the way. How do we actually take into consideration and how does that speak into the automation part make our windows even more intelligent creating a smart window whose algorithm is to optimize human health and that's the beauty about digital products it's can always version eight things and add to the layers of the intelligence of the product going into year two now are you looking at anything differently i think we learned when we work with startups at these stages where they are it comes down to the people we work with the ideas are almost all good there's a good scope in all the ideas there's a good intention very intelligent people with nice solutions but we really learned that having the right approach and being able to understand the corporate language as well as explain the startup dynamics for us really helped last year. We poked ourselves and looked into the actual testament of Urban Tech and said, what is this about? And then mm. we actually started to really dive into the word sustainability. Let's now hear from Project Chief at Realdania, Simon Kofod Svensson. I represent Realdania, which is a philanthropic association in Denmark. And Realdania actually was one of the initiators of the Urban Tech program. So my role in the program is that I'm in the steering group but also a link between other philanthropic innovation activities that Realdania funds and this Urban Tech program. It's both helping the exact program, pushing it forwards, but it's also to making it as broad as possible and using our network to the benefit of the program. Our overall mission is to support quality of life through the built environment. We have six philanthropic goals where one of them specifically targets the construction sector. Urban Tech helps us yeah, reaching that philanthropic goal because we through Urban Tech supports the construction sector, supports both the involved corporates, but also the sector in general. The accelerator program and the, specifically the pilot projects, you can say it's an innovation model that you use in many sectors, but we don't see it often in the, in the built environment. So it's basically to test that innovation model in the construction sector or in the built environment where you have the Danish corporates seeming up with international startups. This is year two of the current installment of the Urban Tech program. And I was just curious what kind of observations or learnings you've taken since the project was initiated. Based on year one and the first 10 startups that we had through is that it's a new area for Danish corporates to work like this, but it's also promising way. So what I see is an openness to the model, an openness to inviting startups in, but it's also an invitation to get an innovation booster to shake the organizations a bit and come in with new ideas that would 
be difficult to grow internally. What does a big win look for you guys like in the in the next years to come? One of the ambition is to attract international talent to Denmark, but also to internationalize Danish companies. I think this program should bring in new ideas, but also change some companies' mindset of how to interact with international companies, but also other countries' export. And I think the three corporates we have involved, they do this on a daily basis. They are truly global-oriented already. It's a way of showing how to do it, and that way we would like to inspire smaller companies. Hopefully, we could have some really interesting examples coming out of Urban Tech that could inspire also smaller companies down the road to yeah to be more eager to uh, to go into corporations or, or piloting also outside of a specific program but just to be open to bring in invite in new ideas invite in international startups another ambition on top of the program is could we use these years of experience with piloting in creating a more solid ecosystem at this field. So we talk about urban tech in more general terms. It's the built environment and it's technology. How can we use this as a two interesting ingredients to make an ecosystem push Denmark forward on this agenda? We could lay out some stepping stones for a, a long-lasting ecosystem where both startups and corporates, but also research and investors could be a part. That could be helpful and promising both in Denmark, but it's also a magnet for mm-hmm. international access to come by. Let's now hear from project leader at Industrians Fund, Morten Momsen, to get his insights on the Urban Tech project. We are a 100% philanthropic foundation supporting a lot of interesting projects. And the overall mission for us and for all our project is that they should contribute to strengthen the Danish competitiveness within the industry. We have a strategy and we have a lot of different paths to reach enhancing the Danish competitiveness. We're we are focusing a lot of uh, attracting global talent. We are working to smarter production, which means introducing companies to a lot of new technologies, VR, data, and also the sustainability as a driver for competitiveness, because I think we have a lot of strength in, in Denmark when it comes to green solutions. SDGs is, is uh, for us a very central factor for uh, enhancing competitiveness. Some of our active projects are helping companies to see opportunities using the SDGs as opportunities for business. What have you seen so far? Maybe that surprised you or have there been any actionable things that spark curiosity? First of all, surprised about how it has succeeded for rainmaking to recruit a lot of uh, startups globally. It has been a global program, which was uh, one of you can say, the main, main focus. And one of our main reasons for also participating was to see whether this could be a strong position for Denmark in the future. And of course, then we need a strong ecosystem. And one of the angles should be to be able to at- attract some very um, intellectual and, and great startup. I think it's a really um, interesting strategy because when we talk about global talent attraction, sometimes we think about the existing companies that are here and attracting individual talents yeah. uh, in whatever sector that might be. But here it's attracting promising startups that are already in existence and building bridges to major corporations. Yeah, and uh, we have other programs within fintech, within uh, health tech, where we seek the same, these uh, innovative collaborations between startups and established existing uh, SMEs in, in Denmark, and in this case, maybe also some major players. But we, we hope that there is some synergy between the meeting of these partners, the, the startups on the one side and, and the established companies on the other side. And hopefully this also will make sure that 
they will build some more out from Denmark and not only leave again. Of course, it's our hope that they grow some more sustainable relations and, and collaborations and business opportunities from Denmark. So I guess that brings me to my question. What does success look like for you guys then? We will have a stronger ecosystem within urban tech and the built community uh, after this program that it can contribute to, to strengthen the ecosystem and, and maybe promoting Denmark as a provider of green solutions even further. Technology in the service of urban environment, in the service in turn of human flourishing. That's a great goal. Join us again soon for part two of our 2021 Urban Tech Espresso series and check out previous episodes to catch up. Thanks for listening to the Global Denmark Podcast. Are you getting the most out of your time in Denmark? Pick up the printed copy of the English language newspaper Copenhagen Post today to access relevant news and event information guaranteed to enhance your working and family life.